What's up, everybody? It's Thea Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. And oh my goodness, do we ever have a treat for you today? You guys get to hear an interview with none other than yours truly, Thea Sam. I've put myself on the hot seat and I am the, uh, I don't know, I was going to call myself the guest, but that just makes no sense. I guess I'm the, I'm getting interviewed. That's, there you go. That's the official term. I am getting interviewed. Um, anyway, there's a, a couple of reasons for this. Number one, you guys know I have a book that's come out this week. And so I wanted to um, share a little bit about it. And I thought it would be fun to kind of do that in an interview style. I just think that's a little bit more interesting. The second reason is because, um, you know, a majority of you who are listening have probably heard about me on somebody else's platform. And so you came over and you checked me out and you started listening. And almost what always happens is people will get the most recent episode and then they will go and download the first episode. And episode one of this podcast is Who is Sathya Sam? And I recorded that way back. It feels like the Stone Ages now. And that was just when we were getting ready to launch 5-Minute Freedom, which was the initial idea for this podcast that kind of flopped. And anyway, we kept the content. And when we did get this thing properly going, we decided to release it and to just let it be kind of our kickoff episodes. And um, nothing against that content and everything else, but it was just a different season. And it felt like, you know what, I need to probably go back on the hot seat again, tell a little bit of my story, a little bit about me and just let you guys kind of get an insight into, you know, who I am, what I'm about, and what my life is like. So that was sort of what the heart behind putting myself on the hot seat. Uh, I talk about the book and, um, you know, some of the medical challenges that I had while I was writing it. And, you know, just the overall essence and kind of what you can expect. And you guys may recognize the interviewer. His name is Shiraz Sadiq. He was uh, episode, I believe it was 154 of the podcast. And he shared a lot about your calling, your purpose. He's sort of a preacher, pastor kind of guy, very passionate and focuses these days on helping uh, Christian business owners run their uh, enterprise in a godly and biblically based way. It's really, really neat. But he also does tons of media stuff. He's an interviewer for a couple of pretty large platforms. And anyway, uh, he he decided or he agreed to sit down and interview me. So um, so that's what you can expect here in the next, uh, it's a pretty quick interview. It's probably the next 25, 30 minutes or so. And we just blitz through and you guys get to hear from me on a little bit more, in a little bit more detail. So I hope it's a blessing to you. Uh, without further ado, here is the interview with yours truly, Shiraz interviewing Sathya Sam. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Well, Sathya, here we are on the other side of a dream, a dream that became a hope. Hope moved into faith, faith into action, and now you possess the very promise that God impregnated you with. Congratulations, first of all. <laughs> Thanks, what man. was the inspiration to write this book? So I've been helping guys get free of porn for quite a few years. Um, I've had my own my own struggle and my own journey of freedom. And honestly, the biggest thing for me was like, I, I don't think a lot of people are still talking about the kind of messages we have coming out of Deep Clean and what we're doing. And I just wanted to make our tools, our resources, everything that we have as accessible as possible. So prior to the book, 
the way somebody got their hands on it was they worked with us. Um, that means they pay for our coaching, they pay for our program. And, um, you know, some people aren't in a position to do that or they're not interested in it. But I still mm -hmm. wanted to make what we're doing here as accessible as possible. So that was the real heart behind the book and kind of why I felt to write it. I think the other thing that's worth mentioning, as you and I both know, Shiraz, um, like we try our very best to always follow the voice of God in, in what we do, especially for larger projects. And uh, mm -hmm. when I prayed about 2021, um, you know, end of 2020 pandemic year was a weird one. And when I prayed about it and kind of asked God about the future, what he wanted me to accomplish in 2021, all that kind of stuff. It was mm -hmm. like as loud and clear. It wasn't audible, but whatever's kind of right underneath audible, it was like write the book. Um, so I just made it a priority. Okay. Well, they always say, and I'm sure you've all heard this, never judge a book by its cover. But what's interesting, <laughs> most people still will do that. There's another element, judging a book by its title. Where did you come <laughs> up with the title for your book? And I'm getting yes. for our audience. Can you please share what the title of the book is? Yeah, yeah. So I call it The Last Relapse. I, I got a lot of different ideas about why, how I should title the book. Like, you know how it is when you tell somebody you're doing a project, suddenly they just become expert consultants, right? Everyone's got ideas on how you should do your stuff. And a lot of the ideas when they're like, oh my gosh, you're in this book about how to get free of porn. It should be bold. It should be brash. It should be in people's faces. Like, let them know what you're about. And I'm really, okay. I'm, I'm not against that at all. Um, but for me, I just think there's so much shame that comes with a struggle like this that my, my intent, whether it's somebody going to my website, listening to our podcast, or certainly getting their hands on a book, I wanted them to feel as sophisticated as possible. So that was sort of the, the word I had in mind was like sophistication. Uh, so we factored that into the cover. We thought if somebody's at chapters, we don't want them to, the, to have the book that makes it really clear they have a porn addiction. Uh, we wanted something that was a little bit more subtle, but would still speak to the person who is struggling so that they know, hey, this book could actually help you. So um, lots of brainstorming went into it. I ran the, I, I had all kinds of ideas, but when I, when I came up with the last relapse, which I'm proud to say was my own idea, I, I was pretty sure that was, that was going to be it. So that was a little bit of sort of the heart behind it. All right. Okay. Well now once they get past the cover, yeah. what will they discover or more so what can someone expect to recover from the shame and the guilt that plagues the problem of porn? Yeah, I think there's two areas that we've observed people really are impacted by when they struggle with porn. The first is their identity, their self-esteem, and all that okay. kind of correlates into some of these potential. So the tagline is realize your potential. The second part is restore intimacy or reclaim intimacy. And that's the idea that a lot of relationships break down when somebody struggles with porn addiction, whether it's the obvious ones like marriage or with their kids, um, their mm. relationship with God. But sometimes it's even just socializing. You know, like one of the marks of porn addiction is that people start to plan their lives around consuming pornography. And sometimes that means they turn down social events. They're not showing up for their friends anymore. Um, okay. So it, it sort of encompasses all of that. And I think for somebody who's looking to recover either of those areas or both, this book was written for them in, uh, or with them in mind. The book itself is really, it's a mixture of things. I'm very principle based because I really believe that if you can create something that's based on principle, it will stand the mm -hmm. test of time. Um, I think that's even more superior than research, although I have high value for research. I'm a biology major, but research does change. Um, because there's tons to discover in God's creation and we don't know it all and what we think we know today could change. So um, sure. I've really tried to identify principles and then the other thing is, is the practicalities of it. And I think a lot of the resource material out there in this space is one or the other. Tons of principles, tons of clinical findings or it's tons of practical stuff. 
And I've just tried to amalgamate those two into the book and make it sort of a comprehensive handbook that you can go back on anytime you need it. Okay, well, you certainly shared a lot about what a reader can expect when they pick up this book. The yeah. thing is, from my limited experience, there isn't a lot, there aren't many resources in this space. Now, you'll probably be aware of a ton because this is your sweet spot, your specialty. You've dedicated years of committed resources, time, energy, effort to bring you to a point where you can speak on the subject with a lot of competence and comp competence. So, you know, kudos to you for all of that. But what makes this a little different than some of the other resources? Now, you mentioned you touch on the biology. What else? framed your understanding and your education when you were creating the content for this book? So when I was trying to get free of porn, I was studying the sciences. And I think I, I really leaned into that. And at that time, I would have been convinced that science kind of was everything, like science knew all, and you couldn't go wrong with science. And it, it got me to a certain extent because I was taking a lot of courses on mental health and psychology, brain and behavior. So I was, I was picking up some of these concepts for just how to effectively transform an individual, you know, from the inside out. And um, people who know my story well know that I actually found, I really found Jesus while I was studying biology. Um, kind of ironically, most people are very atheist and that sort of thing in the environment. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, kind of counterintuitive, but that's really where I found God. And, and that kind of sent me in a whole different trajectory of pursuing ministry, going to ministry school, really studying the word, and then eventually becoming a pastor. So my, my heart and my own recovery journey, it was when I kind of got the science, I had the science background, but then understood some of the spiritual principles and really uh, like just real life application of the gospel. Those two merging together was what really brought forth a solution for me long term, um, getting okay, free of so porn. What I'm hearing is there was this trifecta moment where your study, your, edu your formal education from a biology perspective, yeah. married to the spiritual side of you activated the understandings in biology but what really brought it all together was you're not preaching to anybody in this book you're actually speaking from personal experience yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean i i kind of consider myself a bit of a human guinea pig like that was the thing i hated about science was like you could go sit in a class and ingest the knowledge and walk away entitled but not empowered because okay you, you feel like you okay. have all this knowledge so you know what you're talking about, but you actually know nothing. You just have a bit of knowledge. It's not until you actually live it out that you really acquire the knowledge. So for me, like it was this constant give and take, trying to test the things I was learning to figure out how could I improve my psychology or how can I strengthen my walk with God and my spirituality. And I think in that process, like it wasn't just getting free of porn. There was tons of other improvements I was trying to make to my life. but arguably the most significant one or certainly one of the most dramatic improvements was getting free of pornography and i think it was that application of both the science realm and the spiritual realm that really brought me this kind of solution that i now feel compelled to share with the world okay so now while you're in the process of compiling your experiences infusing it with the power of the most high through his word you're bringing your your best to it your education you're you're adding your best while you're writing this book, though, uh, I mean, I would be aware of this a little bit more intimate than, than, than everyone watching right now. You experience significant health challenges and some people that are really close to you at the exact same time as well. Yeah, yeah. OK, so I started writing uh, January of 2021. So like I said, God spoke to me 
And I was like, I was putting pen and paper pretty quickly. So I'm a morning guy. I'm up in the mornings. I'm writing probably 90, 120 minutes a day um, to kick it off. And, uh, and anyway, I think between the long days and all the writing, I basically had like this kind of neck spasm, neck cramp. You know when you sort of like strain a muscle? Sure. So at the same time, my wife was not sleeping well. And she's, she's been working through uh, you know, some PTSD, a whole bunch of different things. So sleep is really important. for It's important for everyone, but I would say especially for her. So we have a guest room and I said, okay, we have to mix it up. We had tried um, some sleep medication and other stuff. It wasn't working. So I said, let's sleep in, in the guest room. This is probably like February Shiraz. So like I'm, I've maybe like a third of the way through my manuscript. So, um, so we agree to sleep in the bed, uh, the guest bedroom, which is like the first bed we ever owned as a couple. And it's a really nice soft mattress. And, um, and I pulled my neck. So she's not sleeping well. I pulled my neck. We're both just a little bit miserable trying to shake things up and trying to recover. And, um, my, my neck was so pulled that like once I got in the bed, I knew I couldn't get out. You know what I mean? It was like that kind of thing because wow. like it hurts so much. So wow. I went to bed and just hope for the best. Hope that I'd wake up tomorrow and it would feel better. It didn't. So my, my alarm goes off at 545 like it normally does. And I, I pulled myself out of bed, but it, like not an exaggeration. It was really, really hard. I go to the bathroom and uh, you know when you, you get like a really bad head rush and you kind of feel a little bit fuzzy and you kind of feel yeah. the heat. So yeah. I, I have a little bit of a history with that. It, it had been a pretty long time, but I got a really bad head rush. So I'm in the bathroom, I'm washing my face like I normally do to just wake myself up and I get this head rush. So we have a little bench in our bathroom. I sat down for like 30 seconds and I'm just like, okay, I'm not writing this morning. I need to go back to bed. So I get up, it's a, it's a very quick walk. It's literally just the door over to go back into the guest room. Right. And on the way over, I blacked, I blacked out just for, just for a minute. Like the head rush got to me so bad and I hit my head on the, on the ground and I was out. So it's, it's not like I blacked out for a minute. I came to, but I couldn't get myself up now. Yeah, go ahead. So no, hang on. At this point, your wife yeah. now, at this point, where is she? Did she hear you fall? Were you, were you by yourself? Can you describe what else was happening around you at this point? So, so the irony is switching environments actually helped her sleep really well to the point that even my thud on the ground did not wake her up. But it's wow. like, it's like probably 5.55 in the morning, there's this thud and I'm, I'm literally helpless on the ground. Like I'm on my back and I can't pull myself up because of my neck strain. So, right. so I start calling out for help and, and thank God, like she wasn't too far away. So she heard me. Um, she came, she kind of pulled me up, but it, it really hurt. And I was like, you have to put me back down. Um, and I was there for like probably a solid 20 to 30 minutes. She called like telehealth. It was like, it was this big thing. And um, anyways, they recommended that we go to emergency because they weren't sure what had happened to my head. Um, and that was a whole nother thing because of COVID, like my wife wasn't able to come in with me. So you're in ER alone and all that stuff. And anyway, it all worked out. Um, they, they ran everything and I came back clear, but, um, it's just, it was just one of those things, you know, like just a little bit of a unexpected kind of drama in the middle of it all. So folks, uh, you know, I have a few more questions for Satya, but I want you to recognize what we're hearing. We're hearing, we're hearing from somebody who literally poured his heart, mind and neck into this book and whatever yeah. it took he knew that he was on a mission for you and yeah. if there's somebody in your world right now that can benefit from the freedoms of being loose from handcuffs that have held us back look this is a resource that you want to get 
was it a matter of writing a book or is this ministry? That's where, really where I want to go with this now, Sophie. You've made yeah. so many resources for free available. Outside of this book, of course, there's many ways where people can connect with your community. Can you describe some of the resources and the community that you've created for people to connect and move forward in life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was struggling, there were not a lot of resources and that really upset me because um, I just think we, we should be resourced. Like as the body of Christ, we should be some of the most resourced people on the planet. And okay. to have this, this gaping hole uh, where nobody's talking about healthy sexuality through a Christian lens. Nobody's talking about right. how to get free of porn from a biblical perspective um, let, or, or a research perspective. Like it, it was so silent. And, um, and so I just mm -hmm. purposed in my heart, even when I wasn't free yet, but working on it, that when I did get free, I would resource people as much as possible. Um, okay. And so that, that's always my heart. So that's why we have a, a free weekly newsletter. That's why we have a weekday podcast. It's all free content. Even the book comes with a free workbook. Like we just try, we're trying to make the resources as accessible as possible because right. I, I just know there's, there's so much shame that comes trying to get free that like the last thing you need is another barrier, whether it's cost or accessibility to stop you from getting the help you really deserve. So that, that's just a little bit of the heart behind it, why we're trying to make this stuff really, um, yeah, just accessible and affordable and trying to resource people as best as we can. Okay, so there's three groups that I wanna talk about real quickly here. Three groups. Yeah. First group is family friends. And I'm gonna rewind a few years. When you began to share, um, I need to peel back these layers of shame because I can't operate here. I need to bring the light into my darkness and flood my soul again. How did those conversations go? And then I wanna move on to a couple of different groups of people, but how did those conversations go? Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I think people would expect something dramatic or shocking or whatever, but for me, I was just so de-shamed by the time I was sharing with people that okay. I, I almost didn't care how they responded. Like it was kind of like, this is my story. Here I am and you can do with it what you want. And my, my fear certainly was rejection. Like I wasn't, I wasn't perfect about it. And I didn't know if my parents would take it personally and feel like, oh my gosh, we messed up or sure. um, all that kind of stuff, you know? And even like you guys, so you, you're on my, the in-law side. So you guys don't have to like me. There's no obligation there. Like when you're blood, it's a little bit different. Um, and I, I didn't know, I honestly just did not know how people would, would respond. But I think what's really cool is it's not just the fact that this is a taboo subject and people need to speak about it and whatever, whatever. I think it's just when you really embody that message and you really are free of the shame, people can feel that and they don't, there, there is no need to judge because I think it, it just brings people's walls down. We, most people know how prevalent this is and, um, and the response has been really positive. I honestly have not had one negative interaction with my family, um, in-laws or blood about, about the work I do. And uh, that's been really cool. That's fantastic. Now, as you've been getting the word out there that, hey, there's this book and it's coming and it's coming for you and it's going to be able to, again, unlock those handcuffs. How has the media responded? How, what is it being, you know, what, what interest has been out there from various media outlets? What's that response been like so far? Yeah, I've been a little bit surprised. So I'm, I've been fortunate to have some, some relationships with a few Christian outlets already. Um, okay. And I think they're all super interested in it for all the reasons we mentioned. They know it's a, it's a major issue. There's really, there's no shortage of solutions or resources out there and we need to keep getting them out. But I think what's been really interesting is that uh, non-Christian media is also really taking an interest in it. Um, nice. Because I, I think, 
I think between sex trafficking um, and, and then just all the stories you're hearing about people's lives that are falling apart because of pornography and porn addiction and all that stuff, uh, they're, they're aware that this is a problem and we need, we need voices on the matter. And, um, and that's been really fun. So I, I've been pleasantly surprised that way. And the third group I wanted to uh, you know, highlight here, you've chosen a charity to give a percentage of all your proceeds from this book to. Mm -hmm. Why did you select this group and why are you such a fan of this charity? Can you tell us more about this charity? Yeah, so Deep Clean is not, we're really not a ministry legally. We're not structured that way. It's ministry 100%. But we are structured for profit. And that's been one of my ambitions. Um, we could get into that. For, that's a whole another slew of questions and, and discussion points. But, um, but because of, we structured it that way, my heart has always been to give back. And I really believe okay. that part of the reason we structured it for profit is because I want resources to play with, to, to support the people that I really believe in who maybe don't have those same resources. And uh, right. this organization is one of them. Not that they're short on resources, but um, they're a ministry in Uganda they do evangelistic soccer tournaments, which I just think is the coolest thing. The guy who runs the charity uh, was a semi-professional soccer player in Germany and felt a call of God to, you know, uh, to resource these people in Uganda. So what they do is they go into Muslim villages primarily. They set up a soccer tournament. And the rule is you have to form your own teams and to participate in the tournament, you have to submit a business plan because the winning okay. team gets seed money to start their entrepreneurial endeavor, whatever it is. And the wow. idea there is they want to really support the local economy. So what they do wow. in that process is they win the hearts of the local people. And it's a three-day tournament. And on the third day before the final match, they hold a crusade and they preach the gospel. And people are giving their lives to Jesus, sometimes dozens, sometimes hundreds, sometimes it's just wow. a handful. But it's wow. really inspiring what they do. I don't know any ministry like it. So, um, wow. so they're, they're for me, like every year, we always kind of give a percentage of our profits back to them. And when I wrote the book, I was like, I, again, for me, the book is, it, it needs to be bigger than me. It's not about trying to make a profit or anything like that. I wanted to give back. And I just thought, what better way than to just build it into the book itself? So yeah, 10% of all the money we make from the book is going to go to this organization in Uganda. Well, we're running out of time a little bit here. Thank you for inviting me to sit in your chair and ask you a bunch of questions. Really appreciate this role reversal here. You're always the one, not grilling, but bringing out the best in others. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to sit in your chair. Now, what can we expect as far as a timeline? I mean, here we are at this point in the year. What is coming in the next few months, few weeks? Yeah, so the book is out February 2nd. Um, I'm going to be probably annoyingly loud about it uh, between social media and mailing lists, all that stuff. We'll let people know. And uh, we're really we're really aiming to get lots of momentum around the launch. That's usually how it works. So if people are interested, um, pre-ordering really helps a lot. Uh, but if you're hearing this after the release date, um, ordering a copy, again, it, it obviously helps us out. We pray it helps you guys out. And of course, a percentage of it is going to go back to the charity in Uganda as well. Well, Satya, thank you, not for this book, but for dedicating your life, your experience, your education, your walk with God to setting people free. I think the reach that you have when you set one person free, as you mentioned, is going to set that family free. It's going to set the next generation free so they can know what it means to walk in a healthy manner, free of guilt and shame before God and with their spouses. Satya, thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Shiraz. Appreciate you interviewing me, man. All right. Well, that was Shiraz Sadiq interviewing me on my book, The Last Relapse. 
And I hope that uh, I hope you got to learn a little bit more about me. You know, I, I do my best to be transparent in the recordings. I use personal examples all the time. I really think I, I just need to put myself on the altar again and again to to try to help you guys and, and to use my own learnings as a, I don't know, a, a guide point to help you in your recovery. And, um, and I, I just hope that, uh, that today's interview gave you a little more insight into me, a uh, little bit of some background behind the book. And I hope it, uh, it helps you live your life with confidence and integrity. The book is called The Last Relapse. It's available on all major platforms. We have all different formats to audiobook, Kindle, um, and then regular paperback and hard copy as, as well, or hardcover rather. So it's all there. It's all available. Uh, we put some links in the show notes. And uh, what would really mean the world to me is if you would not only buy the book, but then you would come back and you would claim the free masterclass uh, because that is what we're offering to anybody who buys it. All you have to do is just provide your proof of the order and then we will give you a free masterclass. Uh, Those are like TED style talks that kind of just center on our three pillars of recovery. It's a great entry point and if maybe you want to add a visual component to your learning experience and your ingestion of the content, that is a really good way for you to do it and um, you can do all of it through the website that we put in the show notes um, to pre-order the book and then to also submit your, your uh, confirmation number or your order number to claim that free masterclass. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Much love to you all. This is such an exciting week for me and um, it just it means the world to have you alongside. Appreciate you listening and I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.